Entrepreneur on Fire, 749. There are problems in your world, in your neighborhood. Don't wait for the next person to get involved. Get involved now. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Zero is the online accounting software for your small business. Born in the cloud, Zero gives you an at-a-glance view of your cash flow. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's xero.com slash podcast. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Neil Willinson. Neil, are you prepared to ignite... Light them up, my friend. We are prepared. (laughs) Love it. Neil is a national nonprofit leader who is the co-founder of Camp Hometown Heroes, a free summer camp for children of fallen U.S. service members. He is also founder of the national charity One Heartland, an organization that makes life easier for children affected by HIV AIDS and others facing obstacles. Neil, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So take a minute and... Talk about you personally and then expound upon the biz. First of all, thanks a lot. It's, it's an honor and uh, honor and pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. You know, my, my, my life changed profoundly when I was, a, I'm 43 years old, but when I was a college student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, I was studying TV film. I wanted to be in Hollywood, make millions of dollars, make movies, but my life changed profoundly because of a five-year-old boy. Uh, I was a camp counselor in the summer, and when you tuck the kids in at night, you you, t- you read him a story, and I read Ryan White's book, and Ryan was the first child in this country to talk openly about HIV. And within weeks of coming home from that summer camp in Pennsylvania, I read an article in my local paper about this little five-year-old boy who was the victim of some hurtful discrimination, and not only was he living with AIDS, but was living discrimination, and that served as the impetus for Camp Heartland. So the course of my entire life on this philanthropic journey was because of a five-year-old boy and ultimately did that for almost 20 years, and, and now I'm so pleased to work with children of fallen service members. So I look forward to uh, sharing this journey with your listeners today, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, Neil, it's quite the journey, and one that's near and dear to my heart, being a veteran and having both friends and soldiers under my command who did give that ultimate sacrifice during my 13-month deployment to Iraq. So I just can't thank you enough for what you do with both Camp Hometown Heroes and One Heartland. I mean, they're both just such great organizations. And I'm really excited to kind of dive into your journey specifically to how you got there. But before we do, Neil, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire with a success quote. So take it away and share how you apply this quote to your life. Dr. King, who has been my hero for as long as I can remember from the time I was a little boy, said it's always the right time to do the right thing. Always the right time to do the right thing. And I think particularly as a young person in my 20s when I was inspired by this little boy with HIV to create Camp Heartland, a safe haven where children like him could for the first time in their young lives say the words, me too, you have HIV, me too. And they could be free and, and, and be free from that stigma and be away from the veil of secrecy. 
And what inspired me at a young age was that, you know, a lot of us think about life in these terms. Okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have 2.5 kids. I'm going to go to my church or synagogue and I'll give 10% of my income. I never viewed life that way. Because of Dr. King, he said, well, why not as a young person? Why not help? If you see a piece of litter, pick it up. If you see a car on the side of the road, call 911. If you see someone being bullied on the playground, this is what I tell children across the country, do something to end it. Dr. King says it's the right time. And I think as entrepreneurs, it's always the right time to pursue that vision. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next year. Go for it today. Neil, you immediately strike me as a man of focus. And I say that as quite a compliment because it's actually my favorite word and my favorite acronym, which is follow one course until success. I mean, there you were as a camp counselor and you made a decision and you follow through 100% on that through you know thick and thin. I mean, you had some obstacles, you had some challenges to overcome. And it's just incredible and amazing that yeah, that one singular focus came to fruition and now has since allowed you to do so much more. And we're going to get to a lot of what you've done and a lot of what you've accomplished, Neil. But before we do, we always start with a failure story, with a obstacle, with a challenge that you, Neil, faced at some point in your journey. And Neil, I know you faced some of these. So break it down. Take us to that moment in time. Tell us that story. And then let's analyze the lessons you learned. Well, there's a few. Uh, you know, when I started the camp at age 22, uh, my parents, like millions of others, were a little bit ignorant about HIV. You can't get HIV, thank God, from a hug, a kiss, from being a friend. But back in the 90s, and even somewhat today, there was a lot of misinformation and my mom, what I learned was not only worried for my health, but she was worried for my heart. I was going to befriend, as it turned out, thousands of children living with a life-threatening disease. And over 100 did die. And so it's not a failure, but I had to set myself up for tremendous sadness. So that was just one of the things from the beginning, that this, is a, this was a sad situation, a sad group of kids at first to work with. But it, there's so many failures, we could fill a half hour. But I think <laughs> the, the, the lesson that I learned uh, was persistence uh, early on, because uh, at that young age in my 20s, I, I, I wasn't an idiot. I knew that I did not have the capacity. I was a film major and an actor. I was not a person that knew a lot medically about HIV. I knew I couldn't get HIV from befriending these kids. But I also knew that I would not be running our infirmary, which we call Club Meds that these kids had very sophisticated and complement, uh, you know, complicated medical needs. And I needed a medical team of volunteers led by physicians to help us run the camp. So here in Milwaukee, we recruited five, six HIV and other physicians to help us. And on one day, I'm in my office in Milwaukee that I share with my dad and my, and my grandpa. They had a private business and gave me office space. And a, a very short fax came through with the names of all the physicians that were volunteering for the camp, which was only a month or two away, and they resigned. And just like that, we had no medical team. And when I pursued it, they simply said a combination of your age and the issue and the fragility of the kids and the fact that the leading HIV doctor in Milwaukee is not in favor of your program. All at once, we lost our entire medical team. As it turns out, that physician now is a great friend and he's an advocate he visited the camp. He heard, you know, he, he saw the kids that came to camp uh, the second year. Uh, they were his patients, and they really improved their outlook on life. And he became a great friend. 
But that one day, we lost our entire medical operation. And it really taught me you either fold up or you use this negativity as fuel and you find another way. And what happened ultimately, John, that became a better situation, we were going to be a little local camp for Milwaukee kids with HIV. I had to go beyond the Milwaukee medical community, and we befriended Dr. Phil Pizzo at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, who said something important to me. He said, you know, Neil, you are giving these children the reason to take the meds. I'm I'm inventing the meds and we're doing all these protocols. These are hard meds with a lot of side effects. They improve the quality of life on one hand, but they also hurt it because of the side effects. Your camp is giving the ki- kids the reason to stay alive. And so what became, what started as a local program through that setback became a national program. This man singularly referred to us about 50 kids from all over the country. So what started as a failure really turned into a pretty big victory for us. So Neil, we all as entrepreneurs have these fold up moments. You know, for fortunate, we only have one or two of them throughout the course of, you know, any business venture, but there's often multiples of these. And what I'm really taking out of your story is that if you really believe in your cause, if you deep down know that your cause is just, that you are passionate and you believe in what you're doing, that those fold-up moments really just turn out to be bumps in the road because nothing's going to stop you. You're like a tank just steamrolling through. That's what I want Fire Nation to really absorb from this and why it's so important to have that passion, that belief in behind what you do. So when those fold-up moments do happen, you can just look at them like bumps and get over them. And Neil, that was my big takeaway, but I want you to share in just one sentence what you want our listeners, Fire Nation, to take away from that period in your life. It is. It is what you said. It is persistence. It's the fire in the belly. Do not let anyone deflate your dreams. If you believe it, you've got to, it's a cliche, but you got to follow your gut. You got to follow your heart. There's always going to be people who are the naysayers and those are negative people. And at the end of the day, it's good to have those people because they do make you work harder. They do make you articulate your vision better. They do make you do a little better strategic planning. You have to have the negativity. And then there's the positive. Positive people. I try to put myself when a young person in particular comes to me with an idea, even if I think it's a little far-fetched, I will give them support. I will say, stick to your guns, be open-minded, but persist, persist, persist. That's what this agency is all, has, has been about. It's persistence and moving forward despite the odds. So Neil, speaking of following your guts, your gut has led you down quite an amazing journey. And you were very open and honest with a difficult time in that journey. But now let's go to the other end of the spectrum. And let's talk about an epiphany, a light bulb, an aha moment you had. I mean, one for me was obviously when that doctor said, you know, you, Neil, are giving my patients the reason to take the meds. I mean, that's just such a home run. That's such a slam dunk. That's such an obvious light bulb that's so exciting. But if you could just tell us a story right now that you think would really impact our listeners, Fire Nation, entrepreneurs around the world, what would that aha moment be? Tell us that story and the steps you took to turn that idea into success. One, uh, uh, one very brief one that's sad and one that's very inspiring. Okay, cool. the, sad, the sad one, literally the first day before our camp, you know, you do a staff training. Ours was abbreviated. It was just a couple of days. So imagine 60 educated, compassionate college students from all over the country, even beyond the borders of the country, coming together for the first ever summer camp for kids that have been ostracized by the rest of the world. And this was their safe haven. 
And we get a phone call in the middle of staff training that one of the boys, Brandon, age six from Milwaukee, died that day. He mm. missed the camp by one day. So talk about a horrible aha moment. We realized from that moment on we did not have the luxury of time. We didn't have time to strategic plan. We didn't have time for a lot of discussions. We had to act and we had to act quickly because literally the children that we were trying to serve were dying at the time. The happier story, though, the one that, that filled me with a sense of pride as a young person was the third day of camp, we did a candlelight service where we had a boy's cabin. They were 10-year-olds in a girl's cabin. They were sitting around the campfire, and you do something called devotion. It's not really religious, but it's spiritual, and the kids passed around the candle, and they could say anything they wanted. There was a little boy named Ryan. Ryan had survived just weeks before a vicious type of pneumonia that in, in, in the heyday of HIV, when there wasn't a lot of medication, millions died from it. It was called pneumocystis pneumonia. Makes it very challenging to breathe. Somehow this little 10-year-old from Whiteville, Louisiana, survived pneumonia. His mom sent him to camp, but he was still ill. So as a young person, I get a call on my walkie-talkie the first day of this national camp where the doctors were nervous about our camp. And could we manage the complicated medical regimen of these kids? And the first call I get is, Neil, there's a kid in club meds. And it was this wonderful little guy. The long story short is he missed most of the activities the first three days. He was in club meds with the nurses. Occasionally, he'd go out and try the rock wall. But most of the day, he was sleeping in club meds where the nurses were. But by the third day, the candle got to him. And he said, this is the best week of my life. This from a boy with HIV who missed almost all of the activities, that was the ultimate aha moment where I decided I'm not going to go to Hollywood. I'm not going to pursue the dream of acting. What was going to be a one-time week-long Camp Heartland project became a national long-term organization because children like Ryan were transformed. The impact was profound. If this was his best week and he missed most of it, God only knows what his worst week would be. So, Neil, I know a lot of Fire Nation listeners are just hearing what you've done and what you've accomplished and what you've grown here. And they're saying, you know what? I want to do something impactful. I want to be a, this change that I want to see in the world, to quote Gandhi. And, you know, some people, may, it may not be the right time for them now for any right or wrong reason. But, you know, a lot of times when we get to certain points as entrepreneurs, we need to go from success to significance. And you just did a straight beeline to significance, which is so powerful. And I love that that is an option as well. Share with our listeners right now, like what are one or two things that people could do if they just want to maybe get that ball rolling or test if their idea, if their passion, if their charitable cause actually has wings? Yeah, you know, when, when I speak, it's an honor to speak around the country. I mean, I, the first thing I tell people is just find your cause from a nonprofit perspective. You don't have to go out and start a charity. You don't have to uproot your family. You don't have to change the vision for your life. You can make money and make lots of it. Just make some room for giving and instilling the value of giving in your children. But the, the messages I share to people is just find a cause that you want to be involved in. doesn't mean you're going to necessarily solve that problem, but don't assume that anyone else is acting. So if there's something in your church, your synagogue, your community, in, in your neighborhood that needs 
needs some support, get involved. Get involved on a board. And it goes back to my quote for Dr. King. It's always the right time to do the right thing. doesn't mean you have to solve the problem, but it might simply mean you see a homeless person, you take them out for dinner, you go buy them some clothes, you help out one person. It's that ripple. And, you know, a lot of these are cliches, but they really do make a difference. I never knew, I mean, I never thought from the beginning we would cure AIDS at Camp Heartland. It was one life at a time. We had 6,000 kids over the years, and yet there's millions with HIV who will never have the pleasure of coming through the gates. But for those 6,000 kids, the impact's there. So, you know, my message for people is just find a cause, roll up your sleeves, get busy, do whatever you can. Even if it means you're volunteering for one hour, it's still making a difference for that cause. So, Neil, I know a lot of people in Fire Nation are sitting here saying, man, this guy, Neil, has had an incredible amount of proud moments. I mean, you've already listed off a number of them that are just incredible. But if you could take us to one moment in time, that moment being your proudest entrepreneurial moment to date, what would that story be? I think for me, before I knew what a mortgage was... I was looking to buy a national camp. We rented camps. (laughs) I mean, truly, I didn't know anything about financing. I didn't own a home. I was living uh, with my parents at the time and sponging off of them so I could do my philanthropy in in this service work. And uh, yet I had the vision from the beginning that we wanted a year-round camp rather than borrowing some other Y camps, and, and they were wonderful to us. We wanted our own facility. And so I, I think the accomplishment for, for which I, I'm just so proud was the opening of the nation's first year-round permanent camp for these kids. And that was in Willow River, Minnesota. It remains there. Uh, baseball MVP and legend Paul Molitor gave us a quarter million dollars so that we could put down the down payment on this property. And now it's a multi-million dollar year-round facility and it, it serves thousands of kids. So that day in uh, July of 1998 was a very proud one for me. I was only 25, 26 years old and I was surrounded by about a thousand people that came out to inaugurate the camp. And it just felt really good that after only three or four short years as the executive director, we could bring this dream to fruition and, and it stands today. Wow. I only thought Paul Molitor was uh, great at winning batting titles, but uh, that is quite an amazing story that he stepped up and did something like that. And, you know, that's what I love is that when you are an entrepreneur that does make an impact and does become a success, you really now have these opportunities to make massive impacts around the world. And and there's just people doing that every single day. And not too long ago, Neil, I had a guy named Adam Braun from Pencils of Promise who was on here. And he's really making some waves throughout the world of the schools he's building throughout the, not even just the country, but the world itself. And, you know, how it can just take so little to do so much in, in different parts of this world. And, and then also right here in America with what you're proving as well, Neil. And that's what I want to do now is bring things to present times and talk about today because you have a lot of exciting things going on, Neil. But if you wanted to share with Fire Nation one thing that just has you fired up, what would that be? I'm really excited. You know, when I retired from Camp Heartland or One Heartland four years ago, I co-founded this new camp for children of fallen service members. And, and John, thank you for your service. I mean, thank the you. freedom the freedom that I have, doesn't matter what side of the aisle people are on, the freedom that we have in, in democratic countries and the, the ability to pray where we want and vote where we want is, is because of servicemen and women like, like yourself. So uh, the ultimate tribute to you. But about uh, two years ago, we founded Camp Hometown Heroes here in Wisconsin. We serve uh, well over 100 children of fallen heroes from all over the country free of charge. 
This Thanksgiving, 80 of them and their surviving moms, in most cases, are joining us for a week-long session we're calling Heroes at Sea. The kids are going to go on a week-long cruise with us, and we're bringing our grief counselors. So it's a week of camp, a week of typical cruise activities, and a week of healing. And I'm really energized. We've got a lot of private donors paying for these kids to attend. A lot of them are lower-income military families. And uh, we're just thrilled to be bringing almost 100 people for a week of healing. The holidays can be really hard for families that are grieving. They really miss their loved one more than any other time when it's the holiday season. And the idea that these moms, these Gold Star moms and their kids can be together with others like them is inspiring. And I know it'll be a great week for all. So, Neil, if we're listening right now and we want to do our part and maybe find out more, maybe even donate, like what can we do as listeners? hometownheroes.org. So it's hometown and then heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S.org, explains more about our organization. There's a a half-hour film that was part of the GI Film Fest you can view for free. There's a link. It's on YouTube. It's called Healing Hearts. So whether they just educate themselves about our kids and grieving kids and what what they face, we accept volunteers at the camp, and all of that can be done through hometownheroes.org. Love it. Thank you, Neil. And we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. As much as we travel for conferences and other types of business opportunities, it's nice to have the right types of software in place that can help us work efficiently, even when we're on the go. This is especially true when it comes to our finances. Introducing the online accounting software and platform for your small business, Xero. That's X-E-R-O. Xero covers all the bases. So whether you have a brick and mortar business or an online business, Xero can help. Plus, Xero was born in the cloud, so you can access your accounting anytime, anywhere. They're even available across all operating systems, Mac, PC, iOS, and Android. With over 350 best-in-class business tools that allow you to process mobile payments, help you with cash flow management, and much more, what's not to love? Sign up for your free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcast. Special bonus, Zero will randomly select five people per month who sign up for a trial to receive a mystery box of goodies from a business that already swears by zero. Neil, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources in mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it fast, man. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I was lucky. I said before, I sponged off my parents in my young 20s. I lived with them at home. And instead of 
being gainfully employed, I took the time and founded the camp. So I really have to say I had the blessing of two parents that were willing to support my endeavors. And uh, I, I think the only thing that hurt my entrepreneurial spirit was in 2007, eight, the economic collapse here in yes. the U.S. really hurt fundraising. And we lost about a million dollars of donor income and we could not expand. We could not grow. We At that point, we were just trying to survive. So that was the biggest obstacle that we faced. Neil, what's the best advice you've ever received? My friend Ed Garvey was U.S. Senate candidate, and I was just a punky fifteen-year-old uh, traveling with him around the around the state of Wisconsin, and having a hard time get up, getting up in the morning. And he would do these early morning breakfasts, and he said, "Neil." The early bird gets the worm. And that had nothing to do with getting up early, everything to do with seizing the opportunity. And, and I've always taken that to heart. You know, I already said follow your heart and follow your gut, but early bird gets, gets the worm. Be the first out of the gate to, to do the right thing. Be the first out of the gate to pursue that idea. Don't let anyone stop you. Early bird gets the worm. Neil, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Well, my work is largely philanthropic, but I only involve myself in causes that I have a deep passion. So compassion and passion. I, I really care deeply about grieving kids and kids with HIV, hence my work with those kids. But I would say my my biggest, I, I've got plenty of, uh, of negative characteristics, but I, I am a, have a big attention to detail. When you're running a national charity or an operation like a summer camp that has kids from all over the country and kids flying in and kids going on cruise ships, there's a lot of details and a lot of founders don't have that, but that, that's one area I've, I, I'm, I'm proud to have the vision, but I also am able to follow through on the details. Neil, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? One of the things I use almost every day uh, is CharityNavigator.com. I'm in the philanthropic world. Not only am I raising money, but I'm looking for partnerships, charities that Camp Hometown Heroes and One Heartland can partner with, and charities that uh, I happen to be VP of a manufacturing company called Capco. That's my day job. And we give away some money to charities. So the way I do due diligence on the charities, reading their board uh, board of directors minutes and 990s is CharityNavigator.com. And literally, they're our clearinghouse of all the major charities in the country, their boards, how much salaries they're earning, how much they're spending, and their outcomes. So it's been a great resource for me. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Neil, what would it be and why? Oh, there's so many, but there's one that, I, that I've reread a couple times. It's called Genesis of Leadership by Rabbi Nathan Laufer. It kind of gives a religious take on leadership. And in the foreword, there's uh, Dr. Michael Hammer wrote something, and I'll just read you a second of it. But ba- basically, it says, change may be fun and exciting, but change also means that organizations and enterprises, large and small, public and private, manufacturing and service, must adapt to it or they will not survive. The landscape is littered with the remains of enterprises that did, a, did not adapt to drastically change circumstances. And they talk about Walmart overtaking Sears. Why did American automakers at first lose ground to Japanese? And the book is really about the importance of adapting to change. And Camp Heartland, One Heartland, the charity that I ran for 18 years, thank God changed. In 1996, 97, medicines were created that extended the life, maybe saved the life of uh, lives of our campers. And so we looked at it and said, should we go out of business or should we adapt? We, we figured that the camp made a difference for these kids for a variety of, list, of reasons. So we had to adapt our programming for serving little kids, six, seven, eight-year-olds, to teenagers. And that book is all about adapting to change. 
Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Neil, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I think I'd start a podcast for Fire Nation. Does that <laughs> <Yes>. sound? <laughs> I'd like to do that, but I think that's taken. So let, let's be original. Uh, for me, humanitarian work has, has worked for, for me. I, f- I feel good at the end of the day that, that I'm helping where I can, humbly helping where I can. It's, it's been enough to support my, my family and my wife and my young kids. And so I think I would stay in that realm. The nonprofit is where my heart is. So I would take that $500 and the first thing I do is I, I would talk to folks and I'd find the cause that I'd want to support. I'd make a small grant and I would leverage the rest of that money and do an event using that money and turn it into $5,000 and then more and more. And I'd hire a team and build a charity on this new island of earth. <laughs> uh, but but it's, it's worked for me. You know, find that cause, get active, roll up your sleeves, get busy. And, you know, one of the, the other mantras is I'm, I'm pretty politically moderate. I'm not real conservative. I'm not real liberal. And I stay out of a lot of political stuff. But with HIV in particular, back in the 90s, I wasn't afraid to take an unpopular stand. And I think as entrepreneurs, you have to speak up, follow your heart, and speak up for the underdog and speak up for yourself and your project. And I would do that on, uh, on this new planet as well. So I would take the money. I would leverage it. Or I'd do what that potato salad guy did. If you heard about him on <laughs> Kickstarter, he, he said he wanted to make pa- potato salad. He, he needed 10 bucks and he raised 50000 So I'm be- I believe in leveraging. So if I could take that $500 and invest in a Kickstarter or Indiegogo campaign to raise money, Oftentimes, you can take a very meager investment like $500 in the nonprofit world and leverage it into tens of thousands and then make a greater impact. Love that. And Neil, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Never let anyone uh, deflate your dreams. Go for it. Follow your heart and and. Every single one of us is part of that solution. There's problems wherever you're listening, whatever community, whatever state, whatever country you're listening from. There are problems in your world, in your neighborhood. Don't wait for the next person to get involved. Get involved now and you can do it. And what was the last part of the question you were asking me? Just how can we connect with you? Best way to connect with me, I've got a website. It's just neilwillinson.com, N-E-I-L-W-I-L-L-E-N-S-O-N.com or hometownheroes.org, or you can hit me up on Facebook. I'm on there almost every single day. And Camp Hometown Heroes on Facebook, we're putting pictures of our campers up three, four times a day, and it's a really wonderful uh, Facebook page. So we encourage folks to like us on there and get involved in the cause that way. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Neil and myself today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Neil in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And Neil, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today, and for that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. It's an honor. Thank you. Fire Nation, ready to stop with the excuses and launch your podcast? Join Kate and I on our free podcast workshop, and I'll hand you the keys to Ignite. 
text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.